Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, and good morning to Ray of Hope Church. That was pitiful. Good morning, Ray of Hope Church. So good to see you today. God bless you. You may be seated. It is indeed a great, great privilege and a wonderful honor to always be at the Ray of Hope. This is my home, Carol and I's home away from home. How many of you know you go to a great church? Turn to your neighbor, look them right in the eye and say, you know, we're better folks than most folks think we are. Tell them that. Tell them that right now. Seriously, it is, a, it is a great delight to be with you. First of all, I want to take a moment and invite you to come back to the service tonight. I really would urge you to make that a priority, and I'm going to tell you just in a brief uh, sentence why that is. I want you to know that you may or may not be aware of this, but the Holy Spirit is moving in a fresh new way across America. How many of you are glad there is something going on that's good in this country? I'm telling you. Well, let's give the Lord a good hand. That, that is awesome. But not only is it true here in America, but it is true globally. There is a fresh new revival, I believe, that is sweeping this globe, and thank God for that. Directly connected with that is the message that I'm going to be bringing tonight. I'm going to be speaking tonight on developing a greater intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You don't want to miss it. If you want to move your life to a new level with a new dimension in your Christian walk, I want to urge you to come bring your friends tonight. We're going to have a great time this evening. Also, I want to take a moment and just say how, how wonderful it is for us to be here at the Ray of Hope. We love this church very much. I've been connected with it. Uh, Brother, Brother Mike, uh, Brother Mike who uh, was one of the pastors here for so many years, he seems like a father to me. I'm kidding you a little bit, but, but I want to tell you this. We, we not only enjoy it when we're here, but we pray. Carol and I pray for this church every day, every day. You think you need to pray for your church? I mean, we pray for the church by name. And the other day I was praying, and suddenly I realized that you all have a poetic reference to your pastors here. To pastors Mike and Carrie and pastors Matt and Mary. Now, how do you like the way that sounds? Oh my goodness, I told that to Carol and she fell out laughing. She said, how? said, only you would think of that. But how many of you appreciate pastors Mike and Carrie and Matt and Mary? Stand up, both of you, four, all four of you. Get up here right now, come on, come on. God bless you, God bless you. Wow, wow. With that said, I want you to find a piece of paper and a pencil and I wanna just give you a statement that you need to be thinking about. I feel like the Lord has put a message on my heart and I want to talk to you for the next few minutes. And how many of you know when a pastor says a few minutes, that means nothing. <laughs> but I promise you, I will have you at the restaurant before the Baptists get there. I guarantee you today. I want you to write this down. How to walk in peace in a deeply troubled world. I want you to think about that. How many of you know we are living right now in a deeply troubled world. But how, how many of you also know that God wants to help us to walk through this, not being the trouble or in trouble, but walking above and beyond the trouble in the victory of Jesus every day. I want to share with you a text uh, that uh, 
a friend that my wife mentored, and my wife is here. She's not been able to be here for several years, and uh, she, is, she has looked forward to this with great expectation. Actually, we drove. I don't remember the last time we drove here, but she helped me drive, and I'm just so happy she's here today. I want her to stand up. This is the best thing ever happened to me other than Jesus. This is Carol Holden. And... Uh, I'm telling you, everybody wants to know, Pastor Holden, I, I did not know you had a third daughter. That's not my daughter, that is my wife right there. We're newlyweds, we will celebrate in July, July 31, we've been married 59 years. Can't believe I'm saying that myself. Now, Carol would want me to tell you this, that I actually married her when she was only four years old. But here is a text that, uh, this uh, came from a friend of hers that she mentored and discipled many years ago when we were at harvest time, pastoring there. And I'd like to read you this text. Listen to this. It says, Mrs. Holden, I read something today and I thought of you. If at some point in your life you have to walk through hell, walk through it like you own it. Then she added these words, Miss Holden, I've decided to do that with my high heel shoes on and my matching purse. Come on. There's no question about it. We live in a very troubled world. No question about that. In fact, a recent number said that 44% of Americans report that their stress levels have greatly increased over the last five years. Great concerns about money, about their work, about the economy, about the government, about politics, are at the top of the list of most frequently cited sources of stress. Fears about job stability are on the rise. 49% of the respondents citing such fears as a source of stress, up from 44% last year. Listen to this. This was released on April the 4th, just a couple of weeks ago. Americans' stress levels and higher are higher than last year. 84% of Americans report feeling stressed weekly, up from 78% in March of 2021. We all know that is going on in this world. But if you know your Bible, those numbers should not surprise you. How many of you are glad you got your Bible? If you know what the Bible says, nothing takes us by surprise. Listen to this verse. This is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Powerful verse. This know, everybody say with me, know. What you know is, what you don't know is important too. This know also, watch this, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. How many of you in this room would agree with me right here today that we are living in the last days? Let me see your hand if you agree with that statement right there. We're living in the last days, no question about it. But if you know your Bible, you know that these last days are promised to be some of the greatest days in the life of a believer and in the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible tells us in a great prophecy in the book of Isaiah, 
that darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Here's what it says to us. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That's a powerful promise. In fact, you know what Jesus said? He said, when these things begin to come to pass, drop your head, put your chin on your shoulder, and say, man, these are tough times. Is that what he said? He said, when these things begin to come to pass, look up, lift up your head, and rejoice because your redemption draweth nigh. Now, with all of that said, with all of that said, I want to define quickly the word perilous. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. That word perilous is from a Greek word, kaleopas. Look at this definition. Hard to do, hard to take, hard to approach, hard to bear, troublesome, dangerous, harsh, fierce, savage. That's what the word perilous means. But I have an announcement to make. This does not have to be a part of your life or my life as a born-again, spirit-filled believer. We are not to be like the world. Don't be offended by this. But the Bible says that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Listen, there is to be a big contrast between, between them and us. How many of you believe there is a difference between the world and the born again believer? Powerful, powerful truth right there. God wants us to be the salt and the light. I remember as a boy, teenage boy growing up in church, and my parents brought me to church as, as, as all of my life, but I remember that the, one of the reasons I d did not want to become a Christian was the negativity in some of the songs that they sang. Anybody remember some of those songs? I remember my Aunt Ethel. She was a good woman, a godly woman, and one of the song leaders. But I remember listening to Aunt Ethel. I was sitting way in the back as a teenager, sing, and I hope you're not offended by this, but she led us in a song that said, burdened down with sorrows in a weary land. We're just a band of pilgrims on the move. Here's what I thought. I didn't have a theological background, but I said, you know, I think I got enough troubles without that. I don't think I really need that. I don't need to be burdened down with sorrow in a weary land. How many of you know that doesn't attract people very well? How many of you know today that our song should be totally different from that? Jesus' message was totally different from that. Listen to this, the words of Jesus in John 10 and 10. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Watch this. I am come, I am come that they might have, what's the next word? Life. I can't, I can't hear you. Life. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. abundantly. 
Wow, that's the difference. Now, with that said, with that said, for the next few moments, I want to talk about how to walk in peace in a deeply troubled world. How many of you would like to walk in peace in spite of what's going on in the world? Pick up your Bibles. I want to show you a scripture that God has given me an insight to that I believe will change your life. Pick up your Bibles and go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, just a single verse. In this verse, you're going to find three words that begin with the same letter. I'm going to encourage you to circle those three words in your Bible. Here they are. Look at it. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting. Circle that word. Casting. Casting all your care. Circle the word care. Upon him. That's Jesus. For he careth for you. Oh my. Now, what does the word care mean in the Bible? What is the biblical definition of the word care? The word care in your Bible there, in English, is from a Greek word, miriamna. Here's what it means. Watch this. This is an amazing insight. Care from a biblical perspective has with it the idea of distraction. In other words, if you allow, and we'll define it a little more in a moment, but if you allow care to dwell in your soul, in your heart, in your mind, it will create a major distraction. That's a message to believers. It means also, of course, care, but look at that, look at that next word, anxiety. It's amazing to me that the Bible 2,000 years ago identified one of the leading problems in the world today, and that is anxiety. Listen to this in the Living Bible. Now, for all you Baptists, don't panic if I'm reading from the Living Bible. The King James is laying right here. So, Look at this in the Living Bible. Let him have all your worries and cares. Let him have it. For he is, look at this, he is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. My goodness. Everything that concerns me, he is watching it. As some folks say today, he's got it. The Revised Standard Version, look at this. Cast all your anxiety on him, for he cares about you. Anxiety is a big word today. I mentioned it a moment ago. Let me give you a quick definition. Anxiety means intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. I'm going to stop right here for a moment. Would you be honest with yourself and answer this question? Do I have some anxieties or some worries or some stress in my life? If you do, you're in the right place. God's got a word for us. Now, listen to this. Jesus warned that the cares 
the stresses of this world can choke out the fruitfulness of God's word in your life. I want to take you to a verse where Jesus actually warned against that. Go to Matthew chapter 13. You need to look at this verse, verse 22. Matthew 13 is the chapter where Jesus taught the parable of the soils about the the seed, which is the word of God. It falls uh, by the wayside. It falls on, uh, on, uh, uh, on rocky ground. It falls among thorns. And then he explained it. Look at this 22nd verse, Matthew 13. He also, this is Jesus, he also that received seed, or literally the word of God, among the thorns, everybody say with me, thorns. thorns, is he that heareth the word, you hear the word, and the care of this world, look at that, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he, that person, becometh unfruitful. You can hear a great message. You can hear a word from God. But if you have anxiety or stress or continuous worry, it will choke out that word and you do not reap the fruit of what that seed could have produced in your life. I want you to think about that. How many of you here, you want to not just be a hearer of the word, but you want to actually grow the fruit that is produced by hearing the word of God? We're taking a vote here. Let me see your hand. How many of you want to do that right there? You'd you'd like to reach a level where you don't just hear a good message, but you see the fruit of that message in your daily life. So that leads me to this question. How do you get rid of stress and anxiety? Is there an answer to where that I do not have to live a stress-filled life? I do not have to be anxious. I do not have to be worried. How do you do that? I want you to look again at the text. Look at the text. I'm going to put it back on the board. 1 Peter 5, 7. Look at this. 1 Peter 5, 7. Here's what it said. We read it a moment ago. Casting all your care... Casting all your care upon him. I said to you a moment ago that the word care means worry, anxiety, stress. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now let me define the word casting. It is from a Greek word, eprahito, which means, watch this. This word in the actual Greek language, casting, means to literally throw. It doesn't mean just to pass or to to hand off. It means literally to gather up all the strength you have and throw it or cast it upon him. Think about that word for a moment, casting. Now, what is interesting is that this same word, cast or casting, is used by Jesus to describe a fisherman casting a net into the sea. I like, I like fishermen. How many of you like fishermen? I like to fish. I, don't pray for me. I don't want to be delivered. Uh, it's, the, it's the only sport that is mentioned in the Bible. Jesus went fishing. Come on. 
he not only went fishing, he commanded his disciples to go fishing. So every time I hook up the boat and go fishing, I'm doing what Jesus told me to do. Now, my wife does not share that enthusiasm. She describes a fisherman as a jerk on one end waiting for a jerk on the other end. <laughs> but look at this verse. Jesus actually used fishing. You know, I love the teaching of Jesus. How many of you know you did not have to be a, have your master's degree and two doctorates from a university to understand Jesus' message? How many of you think that's the way preaching ought to be? Break it down where I can understand it. Matthew 13, 47, this is what Jesus said. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net. Watch this next phrase. Which was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. Now notice, Jesus is comparing this word cast or using this word cast to a, a fisherman that is fishing with a cast net. Are there any men here that have ever used a cast net? Let me see your hand. You, you, you can actually throw a cast net. You're pretty good. I can't see your hand for the lights. Stand up. I'd like to just see who you are. You've used a cast net before. Let me, come on, get up right here. Oh yes, that guy's proud of it right there. Just keep standing, guys. Oh, they're all over the church. That's great. That's great. Now don't sit down. I think that's a lady standing back there. Is that right? You can use a cast net? Oh my goodness. Let me tell you what that means. Let me tell you what that means. I used to use a cast net myself when I was younger. Some of them were big, like they have smaller ones that are like 10 foot, uh, you know, 18, 16, 18 foot, but some cast nets are like 20 feet across. That's a big net for one person. But in order to get that net out there, that fisherman has to take that net and he puts this together gathers it up in one hand, I'm, I'm right-handed, so I gather it up in my left hand, and you're able with one powerful throw, you hear my word, powerful throw, you're able to, to cast, I'm gonna use the word, you're able to cast that net, you let this go, and that huge net opens up. It's not called, it's not called a push net. It's not called a shove net. It means that you take that net and you give it everything you've got and you cast it or you let it go. Now, if you really want to get in trouble, don't let it go. All that lead will wrap around you and throw you in the bayou. You got to let it go. Say with me, you got to let it go. Now, listen to this verse, Matthew 13, 47. Look at this in the Revised Standard Version. I like this language right here. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was, what's the word? Thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. You don't just pass the net. You don't just hand the net. You throw the net. That's what the word casting means in the text. Casting, casting. Say it with me, casting. Say it like you mean it, casting. Casting all your care, all your anxiety, all your stress, all of your, your worries, casting them on him. How many of you know he's got the shoulders to handle all of our troubles? 
Now I'm gonna ask you a quick question here. The things that are causing you anxiety and the things that are causing you troubles and difficulty, the more you have worried about them, how has that helped to change the situation? You ever thought about it? That worrying and fretting about something doesn't change it. What will change it is to release it to somebody's hands that can change it. Casting all your care, anxiety, worry on him for he, that's Jesus, careth for you. Talking about songs, how many of you know he can handle no matter what's bothering you? He can take care of it. You ever hear the song? Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible. And he can do. I'm about to sing my own self happy here right now. He can do. <clears throat> he can do what no other power can do. Do you believe that? Yes. My goodness, there's something wonderful in this room right now. Let's give the Holy Spirit a hand. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Now, Jesus invites you, listen to me, this is personal to every one of you. Jesus invites you today to throw or to cast your cares, your anxieties, your stresses on him. Look for a moment at Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30. It's going to be on the board, but you need to see it in your Bible. We know this verse, but do we really know it? These are the words of Jesus. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Listen to this. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That really doesn't sound like that song that my Aunt Ethel used to lead. Her song was, burdened down with sorrow in a weary land. We're just a band of, band of pilgrims on the move. That's hard to put that in that verse. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. God brought you here today to make your steps lighter and your life easier because he wants you to give to him those stresses, those anxieties, those worries. He can handle it. How many of you hear that uh, you work in a place where there's more than one person at work, several people work, and people come to you with certain questions and have you developed this answer if it's not your responsibility? Have you perfected this? You know, that's really not my problem. You've got to talk to Mr. So-and-so. 
Isn't that a great feeling right there? Huh? Pa- pastor, pastor Mike was telling me that he's perfected that with, uh, with our, our new pastor here. Amen. As when someone approaches him with a big problem said, you know, I think you just probably need to talk to Pastor Matt about that. You know what? God wants to teach us that when anxiety and stress and worry comes on us, we look it in the eye and say, hey, that's not my department. I've turned that over to Jesus. Well, come on, no patty cake. Let's give Jesus a good hand right now. 1916, in 1916, an African-American Methodist pastor wrote a tremendous hymn. It stayed with the church for over a hundred years. You may or may not have heard it. It's a great song. I'm singing more in my message today than I typically do, and I, my wife will tell me about it. said, you need to stick with the preaching, honey, let me tell you. But have you ever heard this song? I love this song. Leave it there, leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Wait, 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 what do you say? Leave it there. It doesn't say, and pick it up. (laughs) Listen to this song. If you'll trust and never doubt, He will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. On every pew, at the end of the pew, there is a stack of white paper, white sheets of paper. If you're sitting next to the end and you can see that stack, pass one sheet down to everybody on your row. Do that right now. Do that right now. That's not just a good idea. That is a strong request from your speaker. Please do that. Because I'm, I'm going to help you with that. Everybody needs to have that sheet of paper. And everybody needs to have a pen or a pencil. And they tell me that there are pens and pencils on the back of each pew. Is that true? Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little thinking. Everybody say thinking. How, how, many of you know, how many of you know folks in church typically d- don't like to think much? Pastor Holden, please, let's don't do that. I mean, I don't come to church to think. <laughs> Had a football coach one time. He was, I mean, I think he was demon-possessed, but, but really, <laughs> he said this. I don't think he knew what he said. He's trying to get us ready for the game. This is what he said. Now, guys, you got to get in there. You got to get in there and give it everything you got. You got to use your head. It's the little things that count. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I want you right now to take a moment. We're going to stop what we're doing because I believe the Holy Spirit's about to do a powerful work in this place. And I want you to list your anxieties. I mean, literally, write them down. Worries, stresses. I want you to, don't, you don't have to describe them. For example, if it has to do with your finances, just simply write money. If it has to do with your family, just simply write family. If it has to do with children, simply write children. Whatever the stress is. If it has to do with your job, just write job. Don't care. Just, just, just list it. Don't, don't give me a two-sentence description. Just, just list it. Take a moment right now. I want you to do that. Go ahead. Somebody bring me a, a piece of that paper. Will you do that? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Just take a moment, right, right where you are. Regardless of your age, let me just insert something. I meant to talk about it. Are you aware that stress is a major issue among teenagers today? Teenagers have a lot of stress. So, so take a moment. Whether you're a grandfather, grandmother, or a teenager, if you do not have access to a pen or pencil, raise your hand and we'll get one to you right now because I want everybody to get this done. Please do that. We're going to take a moment. Please do that. Let the Holy Spirit just direct you to bring to your mind those things that, that prey upon your, your emotions and, 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 and distract you, divert you from the things that really are important. Just make a list of it right now, whatever that may be. The stresses, the, the anxieties, all right? I'm not going to rush you. I want you to take your time and fill it out. Some of you are still writing. That's fine. Some of you may need two sheets of paper. I don't know. But go ahead and do that. All right, everybody that has it done, your, your list is, to your knowledge, is complete. Would you hold it up for me right now? Just let me see it across the building. Across the building. All right, very good. Very good. Most of you, some of you are still writing. We're going to give you an opportunity. Uh, to finish. Just go ahead and complete it because I don't want to rush through this. I'm very serious about what we're doing. Because I believe that God is about to perform some incredible miracles in this place. The Spirit of God is here to move mightily. All right, everybody got it done? Okay, take that sheet of paper in your hand right now. And I want you to wad it up. Just like that. Many of you, this is Oklahoma. I know a little bit about Oklahoma. You're pros at making spitballs, I'll tell you that. So come on, get it done. Wad it up just like that. Wad it up just like that. As, as a good, make it as, as, as firm as you can right now. Wad it up really good. Now when you get that done, I want you, everybody in the building, to have that in your hand. I want you to stand up right now. Stand up right now. Stand up right now. All over the building. This is not just for Ray of Hope Church members. If you're here for the first time, it's not always like this, but it's like this today. <laughs> Amen. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. I want you to do this. It's going to take a little doing for us to get this done because we have a very good crowd today. But I want every one of you that have this little wad of paper in your hair, a big wad of paper in your hand, I want you to step out in the aisle closest to you and I want you to walk to the front as quickly as you can. Let's conserve a little time there and don't hold back and be all kind of, you know, just come on, just come on, fill right up here to the front. Walk as close as you can to the front because we got a lot of folks coming behind you. You folks in the cascade, we're going to make room for you. This is going to be for everybody. We're going we're to do something here today that the Holy Spirit is going to confirm with a mighty miracle in our lives. Amen. Yes, give us a little music there. Thank you, my brother. Amen. Amen. Just keep coming, folks. Keep coming. Don't, don't stop halfway up. Just keep coming. Amen. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Come on. You're doing great. You're doing great. Just crowd in a little bit right there if you need to. Just move up a little bit further. This is awesome right here. This is awesome right here. Now. Y'all got it? Y'all, we were still coming. They're still coming. My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. Just keep coming. That's great. That's great. Get as close as you can, and that's close enough. We'll, when you get as close as you can, 
That'll be good enough, but just keep crowding in. Be a little bit, little bit pushy about this. Will you do that? Because this is going to be important. This is going to be important right here. You say, Pastor Holden, I've never seen anything like this in church. Good. You're seeing it for the first time. You know why we're doing this? Because I believe that days and days and days ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, today, today, April 16, is that right? Yes. April 16th is going to be the day that you take your burden to the Lord. Yes. And the next word is important. Leave it there. Yeah. I'm, fixing to, I'm fixing to confirm that right now. I want you to take that in your hand right here and put it up above your head just like this and make this confession with me. I want you to say today. today. Say it like you mean it. Today, today. is a major turning point in my life. I'm going to be delivered in such a manner that I will become effective in what God has called me to do. More effective. At this, at this moment, I am casting my fears, my anxieties, my worries on Him. I will never pick these up again because I'm going to leave them with him. I want you to make that declaration right there. That's very important. Very important. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to back up a little bit. And I'm going to count to three. And I want every one of you that has this, this little paper wad in your hand with your cares and with your anxieties. I want you to throw it as hard as you can, like you would throw a, a cast net. I don't want you to give me, I don't, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Who did that? Who did that? Raise your hand, you did it? Give me back to it, give me back to it. Amen. I want you to throw it as hard as you can, not with a little, I don't want this. That's not what I want. I want a 100% 98-mile-an-hour throw. Are you ready? Don't worry about me. I can take it. But I want you to throw it up on this platform. You folks that are standing way back there, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to throw a long shot. If, if this paper wad lands on one of you, don't you take it. You pick it up and throw it up here. Are you ready? Here we go, here we go. Hold it up. On three, you ready? One, two, three. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh my. Oh my goodness, look on the floor. If there's one on the floor, pick it up and get it up here. I don't want any left out there. Come on, right now. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand right now. Let's give Jesus a hand right now. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I believe, I believe this is scriptural because many miracles that Jesus performed he first of all did a physical yes. illustration. Yes. Yes. You remember that? Put the sand on the man, put the dirt on the man's eyes. Yes. You can go on and on for that. 
This is a physical illustration of what I believe God is going to do by his spirit in your heart and in your life right now. Right now, this is a day when I'm gonna leave it there. I want you to get that. You men that are here, look at me and right in the eyeball. When you get up to shave in the morning, don't start fretting about what you gotta do when you get to work. You look yourself in the mirror and say, leave it there, leave it there. I can't worry about that, I done left it there. You ladies, when you're cooking or when you're washing dishes or when you're changing a diaper, I don't know you could sing, leave it there, but <laughs> whatever you're doing, you could sing, leave it there. Can I hear an amen to that? Now I want us to, I want us to welcome the power of the Holy Spirit right now in your life, in your head, in your mind, in your emotions, because you just physically did what God wants you to do in the realm of the spirit. Walk out of here. What kind of church is this going to be if we leave our anxieties in the hands of Jesus and we're free to do what God has called us to do? Can I hear an amen to that? Come on, take both hands. Take both hands. Lift them up right now and take your voice and welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. Come on, do that right now. Welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. Welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father God, I pray right now with hands lifted that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, by the power and the grace of God, that we will be delivered, delivered from the distraction of stress and anxiety and worry. Lord, that we're gonna walk in the peace and the joy and the presence of God. We're going to live a different kind of life because we're not gonna be loaded down with worldly burdens. In Jesus' name I pray. Now lift up your voice, lift up your voice and begin to thank God, begin to thank God, begin to praise him. Lord, I just wanna thank you, I bless you today. I bless you today that you have delivered me. Lord, that you have set me free, that I'm leaving my worries and my anxieties behind. I'm never gonna pick them up again. I'm gonna let you take care of them in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, bless the Lord, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here, the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you have had anxiety that has caused you physical problems and worry and anxiety can affect you physically, I want you to believe that your body is being healed right now because you're leaving that behind. And Jesus has got, he's taking care of that. Come on, let's thank God for his healing touch right now. Glory to God. Father God, we bless you, we praise you. We thank you today. We thank you today. We thank you today in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I would encourage you to do one more thing. Make a note somewhere, wherever you keep your notes, that on April 16th, I threw it away and I ain't going to get it. I'm going to use a little open. I ain't going to get it no more. Glory to God, glory to God. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory and hope changes everything.